Understanding CBD, brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Baltimore is listening. This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for Understanding CBD, brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Here's Max and Steven. Welcome in to Understanding CBD. Hello there, Max Sobel. Hello, Steve Wallman. Yeah, I can't hear you, Max. Um, that would be Noah's fault. There you go. We'll Hello, get Steve Wallman. Let's try that again. How are you, my friend? Good All right, to see can you, you today. Hear me now? I can. My man. I can hear you now. Um, we're live in the studio today, August 22nd, talking about gut health and CBD, baby. I've been waiting a long time for this conversation. You know it. Uh, reminding everyone the phone lines are open. To call in, you can dial 410. 410- Nine two two six six eight zero. Give us a call, and Noah the engineer will be happy to take your call. Um, sometimes we don't get enough time on the air to to have you on the phone, but uh, we can always take your question uh, and read it as we have time later in the show. All right, the song this week the that was my selection, and Great selection. I chose Fleetwood Mac. The chain. You a Fleetwood Mac fan? Big fan. Um, that is actually in the honor of my late friend Eric Ginsburg. Uh, last week would have been his fiftieth birthday. Uh, one of the one of the one of his favorite songs. So may his memory be a blessing. May he rest in peace, my friend. Yep. Um, so there we go. Um, today we're going to find out the straight poop from our expert guest here about gut health and how CBD can support healthy digestion. And yes, uh, healthy poops. I mean, it's a part of life. we got to talk about it. Um, and we have another episode of Meet the Farmer this week, don't we, Max? We sure do, I'm man. excited about this one. Uh, this one's brought to you by HempToday.net. Um, and we speak with a Maryland hemp farmer with some of her own advice as well to offer other farmers that are considering the hemp industry. But if you doze off for any reason or miss some parts of the show, you can always catch replays online, right? That's right. How do they do that, Max? UnderstandingCBD.com. There's a tab there for our show. You can catch all previous episodes there. They're available for you. You can also catch them on any podcast service that you use. And then you can see videos on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com forward slash UnderstandingCBD if you want to see our faces. All right. And uh, before we get to the news, Max. Hotline. To talk to our special guest, we want to mention that Understanding CBD is brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Go to maxandstevens.com or call 443-743-2444. You can text them. Uh, Obviously, it's Max and Stevens. Uh, You can see the connection here. Um, We have a very high quality, uh, what we say is in the bottles in the bottle, um, hemp extracts, both uh, sublingual oil and uh, a new roll-on product that you got to try. Yeah, you want to give them the number, so call or text 443-743-2444, right? Right. And also, general reminder to everybody, don't take anything said on this program as professional, medical, legal, or financial advice. We are strictly here to entertain you and maybe educate you a bit. Um, our guest today 
Dr. Stacy Kargman from the Maryland Natural Health Center in Owings Mills, Maryland, so local to here. Dr. Kargman is a board-certified doctor of naturopathic medicine and diplomat of acupuncture. After graduating from Hampshire College with a BA in psychology and women's studies, she received her doctor of naturopathic medicine and a master's in TCM, that's traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture degrees from Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine in Tempe, Arizona in 1996 and 97, respectively. Dr. Kargman then left her practice in Tucson, Arizona in 2000 to begin her practice here in Baltimore. And in April 2001, she took over the Maryland Natural Health Center in Owings Mills, Maryland, and began working in Acupuncture Associates of Annapolis. Aside from her private practice in Tucson, Dr. Kargman worked with the Southern Arizona AIDS Foundation as their complementary medicine physician, working with patients and their primary care physicians in helping patients improve their health and quality of life while being HIV positive. She also worked with the Tucson Rape Crisis Center as a forensic examiner, providing exams and support for people after they had been raped or sexually assaulted. In her current practice, Dr. Kargman treats a wide variety of clients of all ages for both acute and chronic conditions. Her primary modalities include acupuncture, herbal medicine, nutritional and lifestyle counseling, homeopathy, and craniosacral therapy, something Mrs. Malsack actually tried. Her specialties include women's health, hormonal balancing, gastrointestinal disorders, allergy testing and elimination, endocrine imbalances, mood disorders including chronic anxiety, depression, panic attacks, addictions, and management of chronic migraine headaches. That's a lot, Dr. Kargman. So currently, Dr. Kargman sees patients at multiple places in Maryland as well as virtual. So Dr. Kargman, very big welcome to you joining us on Understanding CBD. So happy to have you join us today. Oh, thank you, guys. It's great to be here. Nice, nice. Yeah, thank you for being here and welcome to the show, Dr. Kargman. Um, I got a question for you, the first one at least. Um, Coming from Arizona, moving to Baltimore, um, how do you compare the two two, um, states, really? Oh, goodness. I mean, it's kind of night and day, actually. (laughs) Um, You know, my practice, well, one major thing in um, Arizona, when I first when I first moved to Maryland, um, naturopathic doctors weren't licensed. So I primarily was practicing under my acupuncture license, whereas in Arizona, um, we're licensed physicians, and I could do pretty much everything you know, MDs and DOs could do, um, except for prescribing certain um, medications. I, I had prescription rights. I could do a lot more, um, but that was okay. Mm. Um, when did it? Um, when did things open up in Maryland? We became licensed uh, naturopathic doctors. Oh goodness, it's been about yeah, maybe five years. I forget the exact date. But okay. All right, good. But well, it's and that's a long time to get to that place. Yes, I and know, and, and rightfully so, um, especially the fact that the medicine that you practice has been around for uh, around twenty five uh, hundred years. Oh, roughly. Uh, roughly, yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> anyway, um, I'd like you to first at least help us with this because um, it's confusing to a lot of people that they don't necessarily know what naturopathic medicine is or naturopathic doctors. So how are naturopathic doctors different from a traditional medical doctor? Yeah, so, you know, when you think about different kind of doctors, physicians, you have MDs, you have DOs, you have naturopathic doctors, you have chiropractors, um, and we all go to our own separate medical schools, um, and we're all trained in the same basics. 
but we all have the same foundation of understanding how the body works and how things break down in the disease process. Um, where we all differ is when we start focusing on treatment and how we go about treatment. <clears throat> and that's where we all kind of go in our separate directions. I mean, we all have a similar idea about treatment, but, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we use different modalities oftentimes to treat people. So that's kind of how we, we differ. And, and naturopath is obviously going more natural. Mm-hmm. Based yeah, on, I mean, exactly, yeah. exactly. And, you know, and our big focus is looking at the whole body as a system rather than individual parts um, and figuring out the underlying conditions and then focusing on the underlying conditions and helping to allow the body to essentially heal itself. And so we typically don't use um, prescription medications, we use more natural ways of dealing with things. And not only do we use, you know, herbs and homeopathy sort of things that you take orally, but we also really look at diet, lifestyle in terms of, you know, work, life, stress, family, um, exercise, you know, all the things you're putting into your body or being exposed to, all of that affects health. So it's a very comprehensive approach to looking at what's going wrong and then how to help somebody or work with somebody to fix it naturally being the pivotal work and you know so so gut health is such a a prevalent topic right now there's so much about it people are reading about it they're curious about it what made you choose gut health as the topic that we'll be discussing today well so GI disorders um, affect sort of more people in the United States than you know a combination of heart disease AIDS and cancer combined Um, and about I'd say 74% of Americans deal with some kind of GI-related symptom typically for, you know, more than a six-month period. And it's one of the the most common reasons people look for um, medical assistance or, or, you know, over-the-counter assistance. Aside from the common cold, GI discomfort is probably the most common reason people look for medical advice. So So it's, you know, it's very prevalent. The other reason is it's so fixable, um, and I like having happy patients so that I can help. And GI issues is, you know, is pretty easy to fix. Um, so I like that. Yeah, well, that sounds like a good opportunity then to go after, you know, because you're winning yeah. a lot. And it's something that I know personally I've dealt with, and you know, a natural approach um, really a lot of times is the only thing that can happen. But for, uh, to take us a step back, because I know I had to go through and still learning a lot about the digestive system and the process. Can you define for us what is the gut and this digestive process that we're going to talk about today? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the gut is everything from encompasses all the organs that basically, if you think about eating, I'll use that as an example. You put the food in your mouth and it travels all the way through your body and then comes out the other end. And every part that that food interacts with is the GI tract, if that makes sense. And the, and, the, and the thing to think about is that it's actually this like closed system. Um, so if you think about it, that it's, it's almost like this tunnel that runs through your body. So food, the food doesn't directly, you know, start just flowing into your, you know, bloodstream or anything. It really goes through this tunnel and then there's all these chemical reactions that occur through the tunnel 
that allow it to be broken down um, and absorbed and utilized or, you know, converted into vitamins and minerals and all that stuff. Um, and so there's, you know, a, a multiple steps that occur through that process that allow your body to utilize the food. Um, and so there's multiple places along that system that can also get broke, that can break down. And so it's important that all those systems work in order to, you know, have a healthy body. And then what about the, so that's, what about the gut microbiome specifically? Right. So um, the gut microbiome is basically um, inside your, your gut, mainly in your large intestine. Um, there are trillions of organisms that live in there, which is kind of crazy to imagine. Um, but basically, there's, there's a, a bunch of good bacteria that lives in your gut. And what it does basically is help your body to break down the food that you're eating and also helps you to convert different um, substances into vitamins and so your body can utilize them. So, you, you know, they're, they're helping you, you're helping them. It's sort of like a nice, you know, happy family. Yeah, that's crazy right. to think that they're inside of you, but it's actually outside of you, right. but it's inside right. of you. Right. And anyway, exactly. we need to take that's a break, true. Dr. Kargman. Um, uh, we're talking with Dr. Kargman, a naturopathic physician and acupuncturist. Um, we're bringing awareness to digestion, so stay tuned. We're also going to talk about how CBD plays a role here. A lot more to go. Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Welcome in to Understanding CBD. Hello there, Max Sobel. Welcome back, Steve Wallman. Of course, that song is ABBA, Dancing Queen. Um, and that'll be added to our super secret, super secret, secret Spotify playlist. That's right. Right? That's right. We have a secret Spotify playlist. That's right. Dr. Cardman, um, what makes that, that was your suggestion, actually. What makes that song stand out for you? Oh, well, I love dancing, and I don't know, Abba just makes me smile. How could you not listen to that and, and not smile or want to move? So. Yes, exactly. Um, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, Thank you for suggesting that, and, and then we got Abba on the playlist so we can dance and smile whenever that comes around. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Um, all right, so we're, for everyone just joining us, we're talking with Dr. Stacy Kargman of Maryland Natural Health Center. Um, where Dr. Carmen can use Chinese medicine, acupuncture, and a variety of other herbs and other modalities to help you live the best quality of life possible. Um, now, Dr. Carmen, continuing our gut health discussion today and digestion, um, curious to start off with, um, as far as CBD plays a role, how have you seen it play an active role in the digestive process? 
Well, so when dealing with the digestive system, a couple of things that are going on. One is oftentimes you have some chronic inflammation. Um, and so CBD is one of the things I like to use or, you know, in conjunction with um, to help with the inflammatory issue that's going on in the gut um, and in the entire body. Um, the other piece is there's, you know, definitely a connection, like a, a gut-brain connection. And in terms of, of mood, anxiety, stress, um, CBD is great to help with that. Um, and that is often tied in with GI issues. So, um, and it kind of goes both ways, you know, and uh, if you think about it, people often describe it when they're having digestive issues, you know, that they have a, you know, like a sensitive stomach or, you know, like when they get emotional or they're stressed, their, their GI issues oftentimes flare. And so by using CBD, that often can help sort of calm those, um, triggers down. Um, the other thing is, you know, in terms of digestive issues too, for certain conditions, sometimes when people have IBS, sometimes when people have Crohn's or colitis, they tend to have um, gut pain. And so the CBD is really helpful also in helping to manage the pain that goes along with that while we're working on healing the digestive tract. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of different parts of it that the CBD works really well. Um, and then also sort of the, the way I focus on treatment, there's, there's sort of like this five R approach. Um, I kind of, I try to remove the issue that's, that's triggering things, replace it. If there's any kind of sort of digestive chemistry imbalances, um, re-inoculate, which is, you know, focusing on making sure all that good bacteria is there and then regenerate healing the gut lining and then retaining what we've done. So the CBD really comes in, um, especially on three different parts, removing the issue. So again, if it's tied in with stress or inflammation, the CBD helps with that. When we're regenerating and healing the gut, the CBD again, great for the inflammatory process. And then in terms of retaining what we're doing, you know, it, it helps with the stress reduction um, helps with the pain, inflammation, all of that. So it's a integral part of the whole process. So I'm really intrigued by the connection that you said between the mood and the gut. That's interesting to me. And I think a lot of people are curious about that. Is is it the mood that controls the gut or is it the gut that controls the mood, like a chicken or an egg thing? Right. And I think it's it's actually both. Um, definitely again, mood when you're feeling under stress, when you're nervous, when you're anxious, you know, people, especially if they have a sensitive stomach, that's the times when it really acts up. Uh, subsequently, when you have digestive problems, you can have all kinds of symptoms. Um, and some of the symptoms that I chronically see are mood issues. Um, I definitely, when you have GI issues, there's, you know, it aggravates your depression, it aggravates mood swings, um, it aggravates foggy thinking, which is kind of ties in with that, it aggravates sort of motivation. So, you know, basically the chicken and the egg all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so then the removing part of the, the equation, which is the first step, and I guess you're diagnosing where that problem is, how do you diagnose these types of problems? Uh, because it is, uh, I mean, I guess it would start with, you know, are you chewing your food? 
and then right. it could be something further down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oftentimes it's it, it, there's when I look at you know what's going on with people, it, it, you know, I kind of think of it as a, 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 a you know a bicycle wheel with lots of spokes. So it's usually not just one spoke is bent or weak. There's multiple spokes that are problematic. And so we want to strengthen as many of them as possible. Um, and by strengthening as many of them as possible, then we can eliminate the symptoms. So we're looking, you know, so it's usually not just one thing. But, you know, the common things that I see in terms of the digestive issues is either, again, looking to see if there's a, a, a chemistry imbalance um, that you're not making the right enzymes or your body's not producing enough hydrochloric acid, like your stomach's not making an, enough hydrochloric acid. Um, or if there's things like food allergies is a pretty common thing that causes irritation to the digestive tract. And, um, you know, what, so I'll do things like food allergy testing, um, or doing other testing to look to make sure that there's no, um, problematic bacteria living in the gut or parasites that are living in the gut, you know, looking for things that, you know, that aren't supposed to be living in there or an, you know, again, a significant imbalance in things like yeast and bacteria because both live in there and you want them to be in a happy ratio. But when the ratio gets thrown off, that's problematic. So So, what about, you know, doing a little testing, a little exploring and looking at symptoms and looking at people's lifestyle too, just, sitting and listening to people, oftentimes they tell me what the problem is if you just listen to them for, you know, a few minutes. So the people that have the chronic pain and the joint pain, how, how does how does their gut relate to that? I can understand the mood, but how does it also relate to the chronic pain? Um, well, the, the gut, when the integrity of the gut is compromised, that will lead to chronic inflammation. And the chronic inflammation is the cause of the pain. So, you know, when I say the integrity of the gut is compromised, what happens is, especially in your large intestine, you have, you know, like layers of of membrane that surround it, again, you know, as a significant barrier to keep things just from floating into your bloodstream, because that's not what you want to do. You want to be really selective about that. But what happens is, you get something called leaky gut where you get almost like these little micro tears in the mucous membrane in your large intestine and food particles and other things start to seep out into your bloodstream. And when that happens, your body reacts. And one of the things that it does is cause inflammation in your body. So that is the, usually the cause of a lot of the pain, either in your gut or in your head or in your elbow or, you know, all over your body. Gotcha. So, well, you know, when you do a lookup for leaky gut, um, like the FDA, there isn't any FDA-approved treatments currently available specifically for leaky gut. And I also noticed that the NHS talks about it as uh, leaky gut syndrome. Uh, they talk it in a way like it's a proposed condition or it's theoretical. Right. Um, can you shed some light on the perspective, per other perspectives on this? <laughs> You know, honestly, I can't. Sometimes I just I, I have to wonder, sort of like you know, what some other professionals are doing or thinking or seeing. You know, I I just it, it it's kind of a no brainer to me. So I can't I can't really understand why that isn't just as obvious as it is to me as it is to other people, other 
professional. So the solution to plug the leak, um, <laughs> they don't have a direct solution for. So uh, maybe no. maybe why they don't, um, you know, just they don't have a solution for it. But um, the solution right. to really plug this up or to, to solve to plug the leak is it? Um, it it's a, it's an you're you're saying this is an easy thing to do. Right, and it's not even plugging the leak. I mean, if you it, it, you think about it, like if you get a sore, you know, you cut your hand, um, or you cut your, you know, external skin. You got it. You know, it takes a little while, and that that that's got to heal, and and eventually your body heals it up, and your skin's fine, and you and you'd never know that you you know you had a a hole in your you know arm. Um, it's the same kind of thing inside your gut. The problem is. Um, you know, for instance, if there, you have a food allergy or food sensitivity and you're eating something that's chronically irritating that mucous membrane, then it's, your body's never going to really get a chance to heal it or it has a hard, harder time to heal it. And then you add life stress and then you add just a lousy diet on top of it. Um, or some prescription medications. I mean, there's plenty of prescription medications that irritate the lining of your gut as well, like, um, like, you know, aspirin or, um, you know, things like that can cause, you know, ulcers. I mean, doctors know about that. So it's, it's also ulcers is something that traditional doctors or GI doctors deal with all the time. And so an ulcer is kind of a leaky, you know, is the equivalent to leaky gut in the stomach. Yeah, um, this but, just happens in your large intestine, and so you know all these things can aggravate that. And so, what I do is again try to fe- find out what's causing that irritation, get rid of it, and then give you things like um, certain herbs, like very mucilaginous herbs, um, something called L-glutamine. All of those are good to help repair that lining. So it's not so much plugging it because a plug can pop out. You really want to feel that. <laughs> right. Now, do people come to you often? And I, you know, I brought up the FDA not having a solution as a problem. Do people come to you expecting for you to give them a pill to solve this? Some do. You know, and I what I do with a lot of patients um, is I I have an option where you can you know we can do a ten minute phone call before you actually set up an appointment and it's free. And just, you know, just very briefly talk about, you know, what's going on. And I can, number one, see if I can help you or not. If I can, I'm happy to send you to who, who, who can help you. Um, but I like to let people know, like, I'm not going to just give you a, you know, one little pill and that's going to, you know, heal everything. It's, you know, it, it's some work to work with me. And I'm going to look at what you're eating and what you're drinking and how your stress is and, you know, and, give you, you know, multiple ways in which we can improve your health. That's important. Um, they say that, I'm going to get a little gross here, they say that you can tell a lot about a person by their stool or fecal sample. I mean, it's just known. Yeah. And, and the question is, you know, for the people listening and for anybody that actually wants to see for themselves, is there a self-assessment tool? Is there something that people should be looking for? We can get graphic and gross here if we want. Well, one thing is you should be having a a pooping or having a bowel movement every day, Um, first of all. So, you know, when people come in and tell me that they, you know, have maybe once or twice a week, you know, that's already a a little red flag that um, and theoretically you should have be having a bowel movement pretty much after every meal. Um, so if you're eating three times a day, you should theoretically have one three times a day. Now, that is not as common 
you know, uh, you know, realistically as theoretically, but you know, that's sort of how your body should be working. So if you're not having a bowel movement every day, that's one sign that maybe, you know, things are a little slower. Um, and then just sort of, you know, if you want to actually like look at it, you know, look at what it looks like, yep. you know, is it, you know, is, is the color a little funky? You know, do you see half your meal still in there? What does a perfect um, stool look like? What's um, the goal? You know? be, yeah. I mean, you want it to like, you know, you don't want it, to, you don't want, <laughs> you don't want to have to be sitting there for an hour for it to come out. Um, it should be sort of, you know, a moderate size, um, you know, a, a color, you know, a, a nice brown color, pretty well formed. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is is the, uh, I've seen that product. You probably have. It's called the Squatty Potty. Have you heard of that, Max? Oh, okay. I have heard It's of like a stool part. you put next to your toilet to raise your feet up higher. So, so you're, you're in an appropriate right. position. Yeah, I think it says it lines you up better. Is that? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, yeah, that's real. I, yeah, I mean, something like that, you know, is ideal for, you know, the, the right sort of ergonomic setup for having a, you know, for having a bowel movement. Well, in Asia, um, don't they, they do squat. Um, There's yeah. a samurai yeah, position that they say. Yeah. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, that makes it a little easier to come out. So but, the moral you know, of the story think, is if it sings and dances at you, it's probably an issue. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Or if it only sings and dances like only once a week, that's an issue. All right, we need to play a couple <laughs> commercials really quickly. Uh, Dr. Kargman will be right back with her with a few more questions to wrap the show up with uh, the interview with Dr. Kargman. Thank you for staying along with us. Be right back. Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Hello and welcome back in everyone to Understanding CBD. Hello there, Max Sobel. Hello, Stephen Wallman. Hello there, Dr. Stacy Kargman. Hello. You made it back with this great. Uh, so we're here wrapping up with Dr. Stacy Kargman um, of Maryland Natural Health Center. Uh, she's a naturopathic physician and an acupuncturist. Um, we have a few listener questions um, that we want to get in, uh, at least in the time frame we have. Um, a college student asks, do you have any tips for settling a nervous stomach? Whenever it's test day, my stomach gets upset and I get diarrhea. Any yeah, any suggestions? Well, so, you know, two, a couple of things, um, you know, using things like CBD is great because it's going to help with the nervousness. And if we can get the nervousness down, then subsequently the, the you know, the loose stools and stuff should not even occur. Um, and just, you know, doing things like meditation and breathing, any kind of relaxation techniques are good. And then herbally, um, you know, things like um, peppermint, ginger chamomile are all really good um herbs to just help sort of calm you down and settle your stomach so making some tea with those is great hmm, that's good so you're given a little um a pre and a post you know so in advance like you can adjust both that mind to gut and then gut to mind so that you got both exactly. there. cbd before helps 
Ah, good advice. Thank let's you. let's stay on that gut to mind thing. I have a personal question instead of a listener question. So why is it that when you get closer to your destination, you feel more urgency? What is going on there? Closer to you mean like You're closer f- to the bathroom? Yeah, like you know when you I'm trying to you know be conscious <laughs> when when you when you're getting closer to home and so the urgency picks up. It's almost as if your gut knows that you're physically oh, yeah. closer. Exactly, your body does know, and so it starts sort of relaxing a little bit. And what kind of holds, you know, if you want to get again graphic, what's holding your poop in is, is your is muscles. Um, and as you're getting home and you're starting to feel more comfortable, your body's relaxing and your muscles are starting to relax. So it gets a little more urgent because the muscles, you know, down there are starting to, you know, relax a little bit. So. I'm glad you asked that because I noticed that too. Sometimes I get close, you know, if I'm <laughs> on the road and I see, um, I'm okay to hold it, well, but I see I'm the saying. next exit with, with oh, they have a gas station and a bathroom, I instantly have to go 10 it, times it's, more. <laughs> it's the final countdown, right. you know what I mean? You start feeling exactly. that pressure, yeah. All right, good. We got one more question. Yeah, yeah. We got another question here. Um, uh, besides the fact that insurance doesn't cover plant medicine supplements, um, how are plant supplements different from pills at the pharmacy? Um, well, they're usually, um, well, pills from the pharmacy are often made like in a lab and chemically, so they're not necessarily even derived from plants at all. Um, plant medications are, 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 are essentially the plant. Um, so if you're taking herbs, like say an herbal tincture, which is like a liquid herb, um, what they're doing is just taking the whole plant, putting it usually like in a alcohol or something and it and what that does is basically extract the all the chemicals from the plant um into the the alcohol and so you're taking the plant directly or again if you're making tea you know same thing you take the herbs which is the whole plant dried put it in water and extract the you know the important parts of it through the water and you're drinking it down so you're getting the plant directly as opposed to some synthetic thing that's made in a lab whether and it may be from a plant or it may be from who knows what and dr carbon we're running down to about a minute left is there any other thing that you want to address real quick before we say goodbye to you um i i I, not really i mean you know i'm happy to you know work with people or answer people's questions you know going forward if people want to you know get in touch with me they can call my office um over maryland natural health center they can find me on my website which is maryland natural health center all spelled out dot com you can email me through there call me through there like i mentioned i like you know i'm happy to do like 10 minute free consults with people you know mm-hmm. are interested in becoming patients yeah, sure. Um, what is your phone number? You can give it out here. It would be great. And an email address, sure. too. Yeah, the phone number is 410-356-4600. And again, email, just do it right through the website at MarylandNaturalHealthCenter.com. And uh, you can email me directly through there. That's great. And you uh, are accepting just, new patients, right? Mm-hmm. Do you do yeah, virtual yeah. appointments? Yeah, right now I'm doing pretty much primarily virtual appointments. Great. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I guess the one thing I'd like to say is, you know, that you don't have to live with digestive issues. If you're having problems and your doctor tells you, you know, there's nothing they can do, then call me because there's a lot you can do. Great. Thanks for giving hope to a lot of people here, Dr. Cargman, and appreciate you joining us today. 
Um, everyone, stay with us. We have uh, right after this, meet the farmer. So stay. We'll be right back. Thank you. Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Well, life on the farm is kind of laid back. Ain't much an old country boy like me can't hack. It's early to rise, early in the sack. I thank God I'm a country boy. Well, a simple kind of life never did me no harm. Raising me a family and working on the farm. Days are all filled with an easy country charm. Thank God I'm a country boy. Well, I got me a fine wife, I got me old fiddle When the sun's coming up, I got cakes on the griddle Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny riddle Thank God I'm a country boy All right, and welcome in to Understanding CBD. Hello there, Max Sobel. Hello, Steve Allman. Building a bridge between people and cannabis is what we're doing here. So along with our friends at HempToday.net, we bring you this episode of Meet the Farmer, where we introduce you to farmers who are outstanding in their field. You just love those dad jokes, right? <laughs> yeah, no, you love them, too. <laughs> All right. Anyway, today we want to introduce you to Catherine Dubansky. She and her family operate Backbone Farm. It's a diversified small family farm located in Garrett County, Maryland. They share their 106-acre farm at the foot of Backbone Mountain with their animal partners that include chickens, draft horses, pigs, cows, and ducks. Strictly sustainable and organic methods are used to raise fresh healthy, and safe to eat food. They also raise organic medicinal CBD hemp. Hey, Catherine, welcome to Meet the Farmer. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Max. How are you guys? We're great. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, yeah so, you're welcome. So glad you could uh, could make it here and be able to call in today. Uh, we Absolutely. really do appreciate that. And we want to get your opinion on this article uh, that, that came out uh, last week. But before we do that, I'd love for you to share a little bit about what you and your family are doing over there on your farm first. Well, sure. We've been there since uh, 1999. Um, and since then, we've just been working on building healthy living soil, uh, you know, to be as fertile and clean as possible. And we've been raising vegetables, berries, mushrooms, uh, cut flowers, and pastured animals. And working together as a family and as a community, providing you know, clean, healthy food alternatives to the people around us. And, um, yeah, in 2019, as soon as we were able, we grew our first hemp crop, and we are extremely excited about that. And now we are heading closer and closer to 2021 harvest season and just getting really excited about the harvest time. That's great. You know, I really love, especially when I visited, your focus on the soil and the really things you're doing to regenerate the soil. It's something really to be admired. Um, you're also doing a lot of stuff with children at the farm, right? Um, well, you do some sort of special education programs, or are you used to? Well, we have had camps in the past. Um, we do tours. We do, you know, uh, kind of half-day and full-day programs for schools or youth groups, that kind of a thing. Um, we did do farm camp. COVID kind of put the brakes on that for a little bit. But... Um, yeah, we just feel that, you know, the soil is really key, and those plants are going to be the healthiest and happiest and full of the most cannabinoids and terpenes if they've got the sun, the soil, and the rain 
on their side. Makes perfect sense, right, perfect Max? Sense. You know what I mean? All right, so so um, we'll get to um, how can people get in touch with you in a minute, but I want to really touch on this article um, that was in uh, the hemptoday.net last week. The headlines, Maryland researchers advise farmers to hold off on hemp. Um, the article then mentions a research team from University of Maryland College of Agriculture and Natural Resources say it still may not be an economically viable crop yet. Now, um, you've been growing uh, Catherine hemp at your farm since uh, 2019, you said. What advice do you give to farmers when it comes to hemp? Well, uh, you know, this has been said a lot of times. Go into it easy, take keep it small. But, you know, I wouldn't say that it's not time yet. Um, it's been a great thing for our farm. It's been a great addition to our small farm businesses. You know, we created a whole new business, and that's been a pretty good thing for us but i would say just you know start small but i would like to see maryland go forward with it i don't think it's time to put the brakes on i think it's time to move forward well said now we want to encourage everybody to go to hemptoday.net to actually read that article that article as well as all other articles but Catherine, more importantly thank you for weighing in here and uh we're looking forward to seeing you on the farm this fall i'm personally looking forward to joining us i would love that Catherine, come visit. That's right. Catherine, where can people go to get more information about your farm, your incredible offerings, and everything that you're doing? Sure. We actually have two websites. Um, our hemp company is called Backbone Hemp LLC, and you can find us at backbonehemp.com. And if you want to learn more about our farm, you can go to backbonefarm.com. And, um, yeah, check us out. We'd love to have you come out and visit. We have open hours on Fridays. If anybody's up in Garrett County, come out and see plants and see our little hemp headquarters. You also doing any farmers markets out there? Absolutely. We're in Oakland twice a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays and in Morgantown, West Virginia on Saturdays. Well, thank you, Catherine, very much for joining us on this segment of Meet the Farmer. Your expertise is sage advice as always. Thank you. Well, thank you guys for doing what you do. We appreciate your input. Thank you, Catherine. Good work. Thank you very much. Well, Stephen, we're towards the end of the show here. I think Mm -hmm. it's time to thank our listeners. It's time to thank Dr. Stacy Cardman. Certainly time to thank um, Catherine uh, Dubansky from uh, Backbone Food Farm. They do great work there. We also want to uh, want to thank you. You always make us a great show. And I want to thank Noah there in the booth. And uh, also, don't forget, Max and Stephen, that we have to thank our sponsors, uh, Max and Stephen's Premium Hemp Extracts. You can reach them at 443-743-2444. That's 443-743-2444. Or on the web at maxandstevens.com. The best CBD drops in the business. The most <laughs> amazing CBD roll-on product out there. Please visit maxandstevens.com. Any questions, ask us. We want to thank you for joining us this Sunday. Everybody have a wonderful week. And um, stay healthy. Yep. Thank you. Oh, what is that? No, oh, someone, just, someone just called and said that they used the squatty potty and it works. That's what it is, Noah. Thanks for the message there, and a great plug for us, too. Stay in tune. Next week, we have some more more exciting information in the Understanding CB world coming with you, so stay tuned. Thank you for being here. <laughs>